100 the bible says psalm 100 make a joyful noise unto the lord all ye lands serve the lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the lord he is god it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves you have not made yourself this morning it is him that has made you hallelujah not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah. Why don't you begin to bless the Lord that has made you and created you with knowledge that you did not make yourself, you did not create yourself. Just express gratitude and say, Father, I thank you. You made me in your own image and likeness. You made me to be who I am today. The Bible says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It is the working, it is the doing of the Lord. Bless his name this morning. Begin to worship him. Begin to glorify him for who he is in your life. Thank him that he has enabled you to come to church today. That we may gather with brethren to lift up our voices to the heavens. To worship and adore him. To honor and to glorify him. To exalt and to magnify him. Come on somebody, lift up your voice to the heavens. Begin to worship God. Begin to praise him. Begin to glorify him. The ancient of days. The everlasting father. The ruler of the entire universe. There is none holy as our God. There is none besides him. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, Father, we worship you. The Bible says, come to his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Begin to praise him for the mighty things he has done in our life. Begin to thank him for the salvation of your soul. Begin to thank him for fighting your battles. Begin to thank him that he is God in your life. It is because of you that Jesus went on the
the cross and die that we may be saved. He deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. He deserves glory. He deserves honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to declare over the service of today that Father, today, let there be divine encounter. Let there be salvation of souls. Begin to declare the manifestation of the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the kingdom be manifested. The Bible says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Begin to declare in our service today, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In the name of Jesus, begin to declare the reign of Jesus in our service today. The reign of Jesus, the reign of Jesus, the kingdom of God to be manifested in our midst. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that this service is for signs and for wonders. We declare the service of today. It is a Holy Ghost service in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for an open heaven over our service. Jehovah, let the heavens open. Papa, let the heavens open. Jehovah, let the heavens open. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for an open heaven. Let the environment be conducive. In the mighty name of Jesus, lastly, pray that the Lord will minister to every heart. Pray that the Lord will minister to you. The Lord will speak to you today. You will not remain the same again. You will encounter him. You will experience him. You will have a divine encounter. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, we visit you today. In the name of Jesus, oh God and my Father, minister to your people through your word minister to us by the prophetic minister to us even in the realm of worship minister to us in the name of Jesus we thank you and we bless your name oh God we worship you I want you now to stand upon the promises of God the rock of ages and stand against any plan of the wicked one any agenda of Satan against the service of today you cannot pray like that when you are addressing the enemy clap your hands and stamp your feet and begin to declare we resist every demonic attack we resist every powers of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus we command our breakthrough, we demand our breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus the Bible says let God arise let his enemies be scattered begin to declare right now Jehovah arise Jehovah arise Jehovah arise Jehovah arise we thank you Father and we bless you in Jesus mighty name Father we thank you this morning we worship your name and we glorify you thank you for gathering us in this place in response to your, to your word that say forsake not the coming together of believers in fellowship thank you that we have honored that scripture oh God we pray that Lord our worship will be acceptable unto you the lifting of our hands will be acceptable unto you our clap offering will be acceptable unto you. We plead the blood of Jesus over this service. We plead King of glory and declare that we shall be vessels worthy and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your servants that are going to lead us in worship. As the youth choir takes us through today, Father, let the oil of God be upon their heads. Let the Holy Ghost mount afresh upon them. Let the anointing of God be upon them. We thank you for the ministry of the word. We pray for unction to function. We pray for clarity of thought and of speech. I pray for precision of scripture in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray my father and my God that in this service there shall be salvation of souls. There shall be mighty deliverance. The sick shall be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray and believe. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed.
Let us just bless the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is our month of relief. And today I want you to do something for me. Every day we come to church and we come to bring problems. So I want us to do something. Yes, we have our burdens. We have everything that is disturbing our minds. But let us put that down at the feet of the Lord and just worship him. Amen. Let us just put everything down and worship him. We want to raise our worship to the Lord because we know he is bigger than our problems. Amen? Amen? Because we know there is no problem that will ever defeat him. Praise the Lord. Let us just go before the Lord and thank him. Lord, we lift our worship.
will always worship you, Lord, because you made us to worship you. You put the spirit of worship in us. Lord, there's none like you, Lord.
give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise. Because he's awesome. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. Give a shout of praise. Because he's awesome. He's
Somebody says, tells you hi, and you say hi, and how are you? You say awesome. Maybe you don't understand how what it means to be awesome. God is awesome. Praise the Lord. We'll take our bulletins for the congregational hymn. It was composed and sung by Gaither, the Gaither band, and we will sing today. It's such a simple song. We've heard of it, but we can sing again together. Go through it, then we can sing it. Na 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 na
Praise God. Welcome your neighbor to church. Indeed, the blood of Jesus saves, can make the wildest sinner become clean. It's our time to give our offering. It's investment time. Investment time. Hallelujah. We welcome our online worshipers. To join us in this session. Karibuni sana. Those of us who are online, you can also key in so that you are not left out. Media, can you please project uh, the details through which we can give our offering? Those of us who did not carry cash money, you can also uh, key, in, uh, key in by paying through M-Pesa. The numbers are on the screen. Those of us who carry their cards, our machine, the swiping machine is here with uh, Bahati. The ushers can help you reach out unto where he is. Praise God. I want us to give with an understanding, and so I'll ask you to turn to the book of Malachi. Malachi or Malachi, chapter number three. Verse 6 to 8. Malachi 3 to 8. So that we give our offering with understanding. It says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. And I have not kept them. Return to me. And I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, in what way shall we return? Do not rob God. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. Praise God. This morning... We are in the month of relief. On a day, the ninth day of the month of February, the month of miracles, the day of miracles rather. Month of relief on a day of miracles. The scripture tells us that we have turned away from God. We've not observed his ordinances. And so by so doing, we have robbed him. 
We want to return back to him today using the scripture and by way of our giving. Because when we don't give our offerings, we rob God and he turns, we turn away from him. We want to have him back in our lives so that we realize the prophecies that have been spoken of. It's a month of relief. Each one of us requires that relief in life. Relief from all the activities, the challenges that we have gone through. How do we do this? By returning back to the Almighty God. By paying our tithes and giving our offerings that we are about to give. With that understanding, kindly package a worthy offering unto the Almighty God that we may be in line with his ordinances, that we may be in not be separated from him to realize the benefits that he has put in place for us in the month of relief. Praise God. As choir leads us, we are the children of Jacob, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This message has been written unto us. Kindly package our the offering so that we may return back to the Almighty God in obedience to his ordinances. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may now rise up as choir leads us in our music. What shall I say unto the Lord? All I have to say is thank you, Lord. What shall I say unto the Lord? All I have to say is thank you, Lord. What shall I give unto Shall I? 
Hallelujah. Are we all given? Ah, this side. Ashes, please. Can you kindly hurry up? Pass the bag around. Are we now all given? Anybody that has been left out? How? Second row. What's wrong today? Once again, if you did not carry cash, uh, there is uh, the details of how you can give in is on the screen. Do not be left out. We want to return back to the Almighty God in obedience to His ordinances. Praise God. Amen. Shall we now pray together? Everlasting Father, the God of all creation, the giver of life, the one who created the heavens and the earth. These are your children that have come to worship you. Oh Lord, they have come to return back to you, Jehovah Father, through their offering, Jehovah Lord, that you may also return back to them, that together they may realize the promises that you've given through your servant for the month of February. Jehovah, they have given a little of the much that you have given us. King of glory, may you bless it sanctify it. Receive it, Jehovah Lord, from them. For fatherings of your work, and in return, Jehovah Father, receive us, that we may be beneficiaries of your promises. This we ask of you, in Jesus Christ's name we pray. to be in the presence of God. Yes. yes, it's yet another time that youth want to minister. And it is our month of relief. One thing that can bring relief very easily is for us to focus on his goodness and his promises. Forget about the situation. Just focus on the goodness of God and give him the glory. May you be blessed as we minister. Thank you. 
they will tell you, how did God write the Bible? Because I, I, I discovered that most of the times, um, the, the, like the Muslims, they, they teach their children from their own books. And they tell them, this is what we read. And uh, these days, it's, most of our children don't really understand where we get the word from. So it's our challenge today that we need to get back to our Bibles, show our children the word of God, and tell them this is where we are reading from. Praise the Lord. Our reading comes from the, the first one comes from Isaiah 40, verse 2. And the next one, Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 15. The word says that, Isaiah 40, verse 2, Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her, that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is, is pardoned. She had received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Amen. Ephesians 3, 14, verse 15 says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That is the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Oh, yes. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Um, I think the children need to be released for service. So let's release our children. And I don't know if the youth are also going for service. Um, let's just pray for them as they go. Father, we want to thank you and to bless you for our children. As we release them to go into their service, Father, we pray that your word will minister to them. We bless their teachers, O oh God, and pray that they'll be the oracle that will speak unto our children today. And may their lives never be the same. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you all the adoration. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Uh, children, I have seen the Lord's goodness, his mercies and compassion. I have seen the Lord's goodness. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I have seen the Lord's goodness, His mercies and compassion. I have seen the Lord's goodness. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh Lord, you have been so good. You've been so good to me. Oh Lord, you are Lord's good name. 
your seats. I just want to thank the Lord and glorify him for this opportunity to be able to minister to you. But I specifically would want to thank my mommy and my daddy in the Lord for this privilege to be able to minister the word of God today. I pray that the Lord will enable me to be able to minister his word, that he will take control of this atmosphere, and that his name will be glorified. May I be a vessel that he will use this morning. Now, if you look at the reading that was done today, we have had two readings that were read to us today. I want to start off with the book of Isaiah. Uh, as God would have me speak to us today, I just want to emphasize on the consistency of God's character, what, what he did in the old and what he's doing right now remains the same. And so as we look unto him for relief in this month of relief, I want us to read that scripture very, very careful and understand what God is about to do for us in this month of relief. If you have read the book of Isaiah before uh, this chapter that we have read, chapter 40, you will notice that the word of God, using Isaiah as his voice, speaks and warns Israel of judgment. Consistently, until we get to chapter 40, and then there is a shift. And this shift on Isaiah 40 verse 2 brings about the proclamation of comfort and relief to God's people. Now, if you are a Bible reader, and you probably know the book of Isaiah, before this moment, we know that there is a threat of destruction uh, from the Assyrians, and that later on, there is going to be the fall of Jerusalem, and there is also going to be captivity for the people of Israel. Now, God then sends Isaiah in, uh, in, in Isaiah 42 to tell his people, speak tenderly and comfort Jerusalem, that in spite of what there seems to be going to happen, imminently going to happen, there is going to be comfort for his people. I want us to look at 40 going on onwards. When you look at chapter 40 going onwards, you will notice now God begins to speak grace over the lives of his people. He begins to speak comfort. And out of this conversation, we then see an introduction to proclamations that will continue to the book of Isaiah on God's grace to his people, and then the, that captivity is going to be ending. And at the end of the day, that God is going, the people he had rejected before, he's going to embrace them again and begin a new chapter with them. I want us to look at this scripture, this particular scripture, 42, from three different uh, versions so that you can see what the Lord is saying. In NIV, the Bible says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And then we go to King James Version. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And then one of the easiest translations that makes it so easy for us to understand. Speak softly and tenderly to Jerusalem. That's the message Bible. But also make it very clear that she has served her sentence. 
that her sin is taken care of, forgiven. She's been punished enough and more than enough. And now it's over and done with. I want to speak to us about understanding the love of God in the midst of everything that may be happening in your life. So our topic today is understanding the love of God. We can pick from this scripture a number of words that I would want to focus on just to bring an understanding to where the, the children of Israel were at that time. If you look at uh, the versions that we have read, some of the key words that come out are hard service, warfare, and sentence. Judah, at that time, was going to experience years of trouble, like I have mentioned before. There is going to be the fall of Jerusalem, and they are going to go into exile. But this scripture for us today reminds us that we are still in battle. And the battle of life will rage on and rage on. And so, even as we look at our lives today, we are reminded in Ephesians 6, 11, to put on our full armor so that you can be able to stand against the devil's schemes. Because the schemes that were against the Israelites before the Assyrians that were the enemies at that time, are still there today. So put on your full armor so that you can be able to stand against the devil's schemes. But also, we see from the same scripture that the seeds of comfort take root in the soil of adversity. It is out of this adversity that God speaks to his children and says, take comfort. He speaks tenderly to them and confirms his word that he will be able to get them to a place of relief and he will also be able to reconnect with them based on his covenant with his children. So this is just to tell us we may not escape adversity, but we will surely find God's comfort as we face it. Amen? The second word you notice is pay, pardoned, or forgiven from either of the versions. In God's tenderness and compassion, Though our sins are large, I mean, if, if God had to treat you as your sins are, today, if God was to treat you the way your sins deserve, you would not, he would not even be able to look at you. But that is not God for us. Because when he speaks tenderly and says to his children that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for her sins. It just means that even though we may deserve punishment, God is still merciful. He is compassionate and whatever it is we may have done, his love for us is so immense that it is able to overlook our sins when we turn to him. And then the last words that we can look at are double for her sin, it's over and done with. That is God claiming back his children. We notice that at the end, even after they go to captivity, God took them back because this was his nation. He had chosen them. They did not choose him. He had chosen them. So when you're talking about double for her sin, imagine you've sinned so much and yet this God is able to take you back and embrace you so that you can be able to partake of what he has in store for you. So when you look at it, this part is an assurance for us who live today that God still operates in our lives. As he spoke to the children then to give them comfort and relief, so is he speaking to us today. That in spite of any enemy's assignment against your life, you know that you have comfort in the Lord who is faithful. 
he does not break his covenant. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so when we look at all this, God has given us a way out. And this way out is we become conquerors because Christ died for us on the cross. And the Bible in Romans 8, 37 to 39 tells us, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither death and anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So today we are reminded that as Christ died on the cross for us, he made the ultimate sacrifice that gives us an open door, access into God's kingdom. That whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you have been doing, whatever has happened to you before, or whatever challenges you may be facing today, that same sacrifice that spoke 2,000 years ago speaks for us today. Just as he made deliverance, let's look at how he did it for the children of Israel. You will notice when they uh, came out of Egypt, he delivered them using Moses. He got them out of captivity and brought them. I mean, he was going into the land that God had promised. And then when they got into, when they were coming and approaching the uh, promised land, you see Joshua fighting the Amalekites and they are destroyed. And then when they get into the battle so that they can possess the promised land, you see how they fight against the Jebusites, the Hevites, the Hittites, all the tites that are there in the Bible. I think if you read the Bible, you will notice there are many of those tites. So all those, they fought so that they could be able to take possession of the land. And that is because God had made a promise to Abraham that he would give him the nation. And though it may not have seemed possible at that time, at this moment when the, uh, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to his people and telling them that they should see the comfort of the Lord and that God has pardoned them, that deliverance that they received then is still the same that we can access today by the coming of Jesus Christ, of course, in the fullness of time. Because if you read the chapter 40, verse 2 and go on, you will notice that he then begins to give the prophecy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we go on a bit, you will notice from that same verse that God pardoned the iniquity and grace was obtained at that time for the children of Israel, which is the same as what we receive through Jesus Christ who pardons our sins and makes it possible for us to access the love of God. If you look at Ephesians 2, 4 to 5, the Bible says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. We can also look at Romans 5, 8 that reminds us, but God demonstrates his love, own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What manner of love is this? That someone can lay his life for you so that you'll be able to receive that which we enjoy today for those who know the Lord. Now, how does this happen? Let's look at Ephesians. The passage that was read, the second passage, just at the beginning before 
we get into the verses that were read to us, you see that Paul explains how he understands the mystery of Christ that was not made known to the people of other generations, but was made known at that time when he was preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. And this mystery, if you look at verse 6 of chapter 3, the mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with, with Israel, members together of one body, and share, sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Christ became the atonement of sin that makes us reconciled with the Lord, and not because we deserve it, but remember, this particular promise was for the children of Israel. But because of what did for us and gave the life of his son, we are now co-heirs with those that had been the nation, chosen nation. Now let's look at a seaman. I don't know if you know a seaman, a sailor or a seaman. A seaman. You have a picture of a seaman, isn't it? Now, when you look at a seaman, looking to escape, if a seaman is looking to escape an impending danger, all he wants at that time is to reach safe harbor. And we are looking at the sea when they are deep in the sea. The most likely thing that would happen is they'll either meet an iceberg, a cliff, or the wind will suddenly change course and begin to hit the boat or the ship. Now, when you look at that encounter, like every storm of life, the seaman will every time in the sea be prepared because he does not know where the wind is going to blow from. So he will generally be equipped to be able to resist whatever the enemy in the form of the weather brings against him. So we are talking of a change in weather all of a sudden or the temperature changes and when the temperature changes it also changes the direction of the boat. So if this seaman is not obedient to the captain of the ship and obey what the captain of the ship is saying, if the captain says we are turning back, the seaman cannot continue on wanting to go on this journey when the captain has said let's go back. So a safe heaven from storms is what every seaman will want to partake because he will not want to take the people on his ship or his boat into a place of danger. And this is what would happen if a storm came up. Now, let's look at how this would happen. We are probably here uh, going through some storm or the other. Something is happening in your life. Probably a relationship is not going right. Probably a job is going to, uh, probably are going to be retrenched. Probably there's no job. Probably things are happening that are hitting you left, right, and center. Who is the captain of your ship that you can refer to and say, what do I do today? So look back in your life right now. Are there storms is there a drop in temperature? Is there something happening that is hitting you all over the place? And who is your reference today? Let's look at the prodigal son. Do you see how he did it? He got lost. And after he got lost, he examined himself. And when he came to his senses, he remembered that he had 
a father. Are you searching for something you know or something you don't know? Are you probably in safe harbor or you were in safe harbor, but you walked away? Safe harbor is just the place where the ship finds a place to anchor. So are you in that place where you are able to turn back because you had gone away from it, tested of God's forgiveness, salvation and peace, and then you turned back? So we have these three kinds of people. Those who are probably searching and don't know what to do. Those who have turned away like the prodigal son, abandoned what they had, and gone in search of their own. But then again, throughout all life's challenges and sins, either you have sinned against someone else, or they have sinned against you, or people have come against you, you will visibly see that you need to battle the storm. And that storm can only be handled in a certain way. Who is your captain? Who is your captain? Through the circumstances of life and in the midst of all the difficulties that we hear ourselves going through, if you are a bit careful and you confess the Lord as your savior, there is always a still voice saying something. Do you listen? And do you know what that voice is saying to you? Because if you find yourself in a place that is not safe, it means like the seaman, it is either going to be ice against you, or the wind against you, or the blizzard that will cause you not to have visibility or vision of where you want to go. And then, of course, if you're in ice, you know that you become numb. You're not able to move or to do anything. Where are you today? So there's a heaven and a safe harbor that we are going to talk about. And we know that this is always waiting for us. Because in the name of Jesus, we know that there is no greater love that God did not show us. So let's look at John 15:3, where God says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. God laid a life so that we would be able to see his reconciliation with us again. Because a loving father knows the pain that you're going through. A loving father knows the hurt and disappointment and betrayal that you may have gone through. A loving father knows that he is open to embrace you only if you make a choice to run back to him. You have earthly fathers. I'm sure you can relate to what we are talking about. God is saying to us today in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, come unto me those who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. How then should we live our lives when you think about all this and the storms that have come against you? How then do we live our lives? Even experienced seamen, like I mentioned, depend on the captain. You cannot depend on your own. The seaman we look unto the captain for the next direction. Whether he's taking them 
to God knows where, it doesn't matter. It is this captain that they will look unto for direction because they know if he does not provide a way out in this violent storm, then they will definitely be doomed or they will perish in the sea. So our choice today is two things. Are you going to live as a son and daughter or are you going to live as an orphan? And excuse me for using the word orphan because many people will take offense. If you have lived with orphans for a while, you will notice sometimes a tendency of them feeling very alone, very rejected, very depressed, even when you are providing the best for them. Is that true? I don't know if some of you have experienced. I lost my sister many years ago. And when she died, she left us with five children. Her husband died first and then she died. And these children were small. They were four girls and one boy. And in the process, we had to take in these children. The eldest got married very quickly. She was in the village. Got married very quickly. The next one, I think having watched what the parents had gone through, did not want to face that life. So when we took these children in, she chose that she will not live the life her mother lived in terms of lack and the struggles that they had. So when she was given the opportunity to go to school, she was awesome. I mean, she was just hungry for school. Right now, she has a master's and she's lecturing somewhere. Another child, we took in also, we took all of them, cried every day. Oh, you hate me. If my mother was alive, if my father was alive, and I'm not lying, if the parents were alive, they would never have given them the quality of life we were giving them. So she kept crying. Oh, she's alone. Oh, if you send her to go and wash dishes, oh, they're making me wash dishes because I'm an orphan. That is all she ever spoke. That is the voice of an orphan heart. An orphan heart pursues their own mission. They do not want anything else because now they feel already dejected. They feel like they're alone. They are not looking at what the future is. And they are in this place of thinking, I'd rather just die if my parents were here. So because they wallow in self-pity, you find they miss out on opportunities that are given to them. What about a son and a daughter? If you are a son and a daughter, you will believe in your father, isn't it? Your father will promise to bring you goodies you know that your father will bring. Even if he does not bring, you will believe that he will bring, isn't it? So you are looking unto a loving father and you know that he will fight battles that you are not able to fight. So which one are you today? Are you the one who knows what exactly you have in your father in heaven? Or are you the one who has adopted an orphan heart that does not want to hear anyone or does not want to see the love that is being offered to them? So when they feel rejected and feeling alone, it just gives us an example of people who do not know how to embrace love. And you know you cannot embrace love if you do not love yourself. Is that true? You need to know how to be able to love for you to be able to spread the love to someone else. 
Now, how do we begin to move from a child who is having a, an orphaned heart to a child who has a son and daughters? It is only through the blood of Jesus because he represents the forgiveness that is available to all of us in taking an identity in him that will lead us to the place of overcoming some of the challenges that we face. I want to show you what it means to love earthly. You're in love, probably, or you've been in love, or probably hoping to fall in love. If you are hoping to fall in love, or you are in love, there are some tendencies that we have as people who are in love. One of the things we will do nowadays, we have phones, SMS like throughout the day. And you are thinking, when are we working? When are we doing anything meaningful? Or you are calling each other every excuse to call each other. Isn't that true? Or for the young ones, they will take the, what do you call it? The offers that are there in the night. You will hear someone speaking from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. You're wondering what are they talking about? That is the love that we have and how we express our, our love. Or you will escort each other. I don't know if you've done this. I think my friend and I have done this a lot. You come out, you escort each other to a place. You reach there, you escort each other back again. <laughs> Isn't that what we do? That is how we express our love. Or we are, you know, when someone tells you, this boy you are going with or this girl you are dating is not a very good girl. You will defend that reputation like you know it and you hardly know the person. But given time, this love turns against us. That one you thought loved you and was going to marry you, you hear is marrying your best friend the next weekend. True or false? Possible. And then, if it is marriage, you get married because you think you have married your soulmate. This soulmate, you never would have believed will lay a hand on you. But as you get into the marriage, you become his or her punching bag. You know, even ladies nowadays are beating men. So you either beat the man or the man is beating you. And then finally, if you look at a place of maybe entertainment, you are in a restaurant, you called your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and they told you they are busy, they will not be able to see you. Then you go to a restaurant, you sit, and who do you see across? The very person who said they are very busy and were not able to meet you. That is the kind of earthly love. When we look at our scripture today, it is not so with Christ. I want us to look at Ephesians 3, 14 to 15, so that we can understand the love of Christ and how it is available to us because the magnitude of it is something that people have not been able to fathom. Ephesians 3, 14 to 15 says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being. I'm sorry, they should have reached 19. I don't know why it was read to 15. This is the most important verse, verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide, 
and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasseth knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That was the scripture that should have been read to you in completion. My focus being the grasping of how wide, long, high, and deep the love of Christ is for us. So love is the very essence of Christian living. If you look at God, God is love. There is nothing else you can define without looking at how God is. And so I will take adjectives to describe some of the words that are being put in front there. Some Bibles will say wide or some will say breath. This gives you a picture that it encycles the whole world. Every humanity. It is wide. How do you take the word wide as an adjective? It's broad. It's voluminous. It's roomy. It's generous. It's extensive. And it's meaning you cannot exhaust. And so, when we look at scripture, the best scripture that gives us this picture is John 3.16 at the beginning. For God so loved the world. He did not love the saved. Please notice. That is not the word it says. It says, for God so loved the world. And the world includes all humanity. It has no choice whether black or white, tall or small, whatever it is, where you come from in this uh, world, it is the world. So the Lord looked at all humanity. And when he looked at all humanity, it is through the salvation of Christ that he then sent his son that we are able to access this pardon that we are referring to. So when you look at Luke 14, 15 and 24, that is the banquet. You remember this uh, rich man who invited people to come into a banquet? He had invited the who is who and nobody turned up. They all had excuses. They all had something they said they were going to do. And at the end of the day, what did the man do? He now asked his people to go into the streets and bring in anyone who was available. The beggars, whatever, whoever was out there was to come and join in the banquet. That is the love of Christ. It does not matter who you are, where you are, what you have been doing, but it encompasses you to be able to enjoy this love. Whether you sin today and you come and cry to him and he sees you, I am telling you, he is open to embrace you as a loving father. And then let's look at the word long or length. When you look at long and length, enough to stretch from the foundations of the earth. We are measuring distance, end to end, extensive, long-lasting, spread out, prolonged, lingering, lasting for a long time and slow to end. Distance of coverage, it doesn't matter. It goes on and go on. And that's when he gets to, he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. He did not hold on to his son. Can you imagine today someone coming to tell you, if you have an only child like I do, give your son. I am not sure I will be able to handle that one. But you can imagine God in his immense love came out and said, have him. This is the one that is going to reconcile you to me. 
and through his death on the cross, a painful death, we are able to access the love that we are talking about. So if you look at this particular description of God's love, it's not possessive. You know the way you can have a girlfriend who is possessive? I'm using love because that is something you can relate to. Uh, a possessive girl. You, uh, she does not leave you. She's calling you every time to find out she's laughing. She must be experiencing that. So we are in this place where God's love is not like that. You still have free will to do what you would like to do. But at the same time, it is only, only an opportunity that comes once because you don't know what your tomorrow is. Do you? You don't. Because if you don't accept him today, then what happens tomorrow if Jesus were to return? So we are looking at if you speak, it doesn't matter how you are. If you do not show love to anyone, then that is not the love of God. That must be something else. Our love must therefore know no limits. God is love, as we see in 1 John 4, 8. It is impossible for us to understand the love of God without loving our neighbors. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, do you love your neighbor? Do you love your neighbor? Some of you are not even looking at each other because normally you will cross each other on the paths. You don't even greet each other. Do you love your neighbor? His forgiveness in this particular uh, uh, description of love surpasses time. We have true and complete love and forgiveness as God speaks in Hebrews 12 and 10, 17. He says, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. It is not a surprise that Jesus is forgiving. So when Jesus asked Peter, how many times should I forgive? What did Peter answer? Peter answered something. What did he say? But the Lord told him, 70 times? So can you imagine that his love, if he's telling us to forgive 70 times, 7 times, how many times does he forgive us? And how many things do we do that he still pardons us and makes us receive his mercy? Now, in Luke 14, 20, when we look at the prodigal son, we see the same displayed from the father. Though the child took his inheritance and took off with it, he came back empty, but the father was able to embrace him. Where I come from, for those who come from where I come from, we are told, chinyu ni chinyu. Chinyu ni chinyu. You know that? For those who know what that means, <laughs> yours is yours. Your blood is your blood. So even as the prodigal son went, the fact that he remembered he had a father, he was embraced because this was his father. And there was no one else he could run to but his father. And then let's look at high and height. High and height. Enough to reach the throne room of God. When you talk of high, it's towering, it's lofty, it is soaring, it's excessive. For those who love Mercy Chinyo's song, when she says excess love, there must be a testimony probably from her singing of God's excess love. It is so much that you cannot fathom why he would love you the way you are. And then when you look at his character, 
God's love is beyond weakness. We still go back to he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, now that takes us back to humanity, whosoever believes in him will not perish because he does not take pleasure in wickedness. He will definitely come to you when you run to him. And then, of course, when we look at height, it also speaks of God's excellent standards. It's eternal. He's, 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 it's everlasting. It is not just a fellowship for now. It is a fellowship that should last forever. Because he says that whosoever believeth in, in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So when we look at his love in terms of height, it is eternal. It will not be limited by anything. And then finally, deep, when we are describing this, deep, deep just takes the depth. Can you imagine uh, the intensity of that love? Look at that picture in the sea, in the deep. Very, you cannot survive without the gadgets that are required for you to survive in that kind of environment. So when you're looking at God's deep love, we are all sinners, but he died for us. Psalms 139 is the best description of how deep God's love is. We cannot hide from him. When we were formed, he was there. When our parents came together, he was there. When we go and hide wherever we hide, he is there. If we think the darkness is going to hide us, he is there. When we run away and think that in the midst of people, we, nobody will know what we are doing, God is there. So read Psalms 139 and just see how deep the love of God is for you. You will notice that in verse 5 of 139, he says, the Bible says, you hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me. You cannot fathom what the Lord's love is for you. My brothers and sisters, for you to experience complete relief, it is important that you are transformed in the image of Christ. And in the midst of the storms that you may be experiencing, it is good to remind yourself of the dimensions of love that Jesus has for us. If you remember that, there is no storm, nothing will hinder you from experiencing relief in this month of relief. But more so, let us be reminded that he who does not love does not know God. So if you don't love, you don't know God. It's as simple as that. And for, for, for God is love, isn't it? God is love. And if you don't know what it means to love your neighbor or love the next person, then I don't know who you are. You are not a son. You've got an orphan heart. And so this afternoon as we, as I conclude, I want us to reflect upon the different dimensions of God's love that have been described to us. And in this description, allow Christ to reign in our hearts, choose to walk in obedience to his commandments, submit to his will, and be transformed into the image of Christ. I pray that this morning you have gained a bit of understanding on how much God loves you and that even in the midst of your challenges that there is relief. Remember 
he speaks comfort from the verse we read, Isaiah 42, God speaks comfort. And that in the new covenant, that is Christ. He is calling you back. And everything that you have done is forgiven because he's the Lord Almighty. All this love business cannot be accomplished by natural man. It has nothing to do with natural man. Because if you had a choice, I'm telling you there are people you would not speak to at all. There are people that you would rather not live in the same room. But then again, God tells us that if you do not love, then you do not know God. It would be scary for me to be on the other side that does not know God. Because I would love to be able to see him in eternity. So go out today with the knowledge on how much God loves you and share the love with others. Choose to trust the captain of the ship of your life, our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the ancient of days. What he did before, he will do today. And surrender your independence and pride to experience the seaman and captain and become a subject to his captaincy today. Safe harbor is waiting for you. And the Lord loves you like never before. I will ask a question before I drop the mic. Whose son or daughter are you? Focus your life on being a son and a daughter of the almighty God. If you choose your way, you will remain in the sea. In the sea of fear in the sea of battles, in the sea of all manner of things. But today, if you choose to make him your Lord and Savior, then as others are stuck in the ice, you will be moving along in the same ice or in the same sea, and they will wonder, how did that come about? So, as you go out today, I pray comfort to the hurting hearts, I pray deliverance to those in bondage, healing for the sick, promotion to those who have waited for too long in the queue, provision for those who have been too long in luck, victory for those who are waging battles and fighting battles that they do not know, and also strength for those who are weary. But then there's another group in our midst that have probably never experienced the love of God. And when I talk of the love of God, the kind of love that does not care where you have been or what you have done. This love, as we have said, has room for everyone. It is not limited to them or to those. It is open for everyone. Can we all stand as we look unto the Lord to speak love to those who have never known this love before. With all heads bowed, I want to speak to those who have never experienced this love before. If you're here today and you have never experienced this love before and you would love that the Lord would show you and embrace you and show you what it is to be in a place of acceptance, can I see your hand raised up? If you're here, you have never known the love of Christ before and you 
would love that he would speak to you today, would you please raise your hand? I saw someone raise their hand and put it down very fast. I will say it again. This love is open to all of us. And it is a love that will take away all that is putting you in the place of fear. If you are here today, and you probably were experiencing this love and you turned away, just raise your hand and we will pray with you so that you are able to connect with this love again. If you wish that we can pray with you, Father, we want to thank you. We bless you and we glorify you. We thank you for your word of today. We bless your name because we know that you love us so much. As your people leave this auditorium today, I pray that you will speak to them in your secret place. And that those who desire that they would want to experience your love, Father, will connect with you today. I thank you and I bless you because I know that what you did on the cross speaks for us today. And that as we run back to you, Lord, you will strengthen our weary bodies. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you all the adoration. It is in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Stretch those hands towards our minister charity and tell the Lord God, thank you so much for using her to minister your word to me. Let that be your prayer. Say, Lord, I want to thank you for using your daughter to minister your word to me. And I pray, Lord, that you will reach out unto her and cause her to know more and more of the width, the length the breadth and the depth of your love. Father, we thank you. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us the word of life. Thank you for using your daughter. Thank you for helping her to prepare giving her ability to deliver we give you thanks and we pray Lord that you will lay your hands afresh upon her that she will encounter yet another dimension of your love in her own life the area of the width the length the depth and the height Papa please bless her in Jesus name we pray Amen. Have your seat. God bless you. As you already know, today is our Mission Sunday. And on every Mission Sunday, 
we collect offering for mission. As he was ministering, God reminded me of the fact that um, we should take note when it comes to whether with length, depth, height of the love of Christ, there is no limit. And that's why as a church here, we are involved in taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to any community, no matter how remote such a place may be. In the month that is coming in the month of March, we have identified some other communities, but we'll take one in the month of March, a community where there is not a single church at all in South Sudan. We'll be going there again, like we did last year, to plant a church and to make people know about this love of God. So we want to challenge you to keep on getting involved because this love of God must be spread abroad everywhere. And we are a church stationed by God to do exactly that. So please give your offerings with understanding. We are giving our mission offering. An offering that goes into the mission field. I've told you from 18th of March all the way to um, 21st of March, we will be in South Sudan planting a church in a community where there is no church at all. So that when it comes to the length, the width, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ, we are participating in reaching out unto other people. If you have packaged your offering, please shall we be outstanding as we give it and give it with understanding. <laughs> We are still projecting for you, for those who want to use either the machine or the uh, Mpesa or give online, it's projected for you over there. And if you want to give using an ATM card, you lift up your hand and then they will bring a machine for you. Let's go.
Thank you, Lord, for giving us a willing heart. Thank you for giving us grace, a grace to reach out with your love to various communities, no matter how remote they are. Thank you for bestowing upon us this mandate and for giving us the available grace that we have, even to give our offerings that we may reach the unreached people with the love of Christ. Papa, please accept our offerings and in return, as you've always done, remember and bless us. Please accept our thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have your seat. Don't forget that um, I said uh, mission outreach all the way to South Sudan in March. So you can prepare to join us from the 18th to Monday, 23rd. We return back. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody that is alive shout hallelujah. Amen. We have good news for you. Lovers of good news are clapping. Those who don't like good news. They are spectators in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you to our youth. Uh, you can see that it is the youth that led us in praise and worship today. Occasionally, we bring them to the church uh, from their youth church to lead us in praise because these are the leaders of tomorrow. One day, you will see some of them standing here and say, receive your healing. Receive your healing. So, we are we are integrating them into the family tree. We are so grateful you could find time to even practice your special number. I know some of you are students. So thank you so much. May the anointing of God continue to rest upon you. And may you grow to be a pride of Kenya and a pride of Africa. Let's appreciate our youth once again. Now, I said I have good news for you. I'm sure some of you critics are already saying, is it appreciating the youth that is the good news? Some time back, um, was it last year or last two years? 2018 September, right? Correct. 2018 September. I had traveled earlier to Philadelphia to preach in our church in the U.S. in Philadelphia. And I think it was the same day I arrived there, or the next day, it was the same day I arrived in Philadelphia with jet lag. I slept, and in the dream, the Lord came to me, and the Lord used the face of a member of parliament in Turokana, and the Lord came to me, and, and through him, 
and pleaded and said, please come over to our place and help us. Come over to our place and help the youth of our place. The pleading, the appeal was so persuasive in the dream. When I was so tired, with jet lag, I woke up. I knew that this cannot be the member of parliament. This is God using the face of an authority, a political figure, to plead with me to come over to Turokana specifically to help with the youth. So I quickly wrote down um, in my diary that encounter. Then I text Nairobi. I text one of our daughters there and say, get, me ready, get us ready. I'll be going to Turokana for something. I don't want to forget. So I explained, but I didn't want to tell her it was a dream. But I, I text daddy that I text him or I called him. And I said, this is what I have seen. And I don't need a prophet to tell me that this is God who visited me in the dream. So I came back from U.S. and I contacted the MP that I saw in my dream. I called him. I said, I saw you in my dream. And this is what you were, you were pleading with me to come and do. He got a He said, what? He calls me mama. He said, mama, what? Just few weeks ago, we were contemplating on who will help us with the youth in our county. He said, we are willing. Tell me the day you are coming. We will mobilize people. With that confirmation, I knew God was sending us to Turokana. So I mobilized the women here. And off we went to Turokana. It was a powerful meeting. We met the governor. We met the commissioner. We, met, we were just moving from one powerful office to another powerful office to another powerful office. And every evening was revival meeting in their ground, in the open ground. On the Sunday, which was the grand finale of our meeting, some government officials were in the service at RCCG next level to Rokana. The fellow that pastors that place is the wife of the late, the first pastor of Redeem, the whole first pastor of Redeem in Turokana. We trained him in our house. We brought him from Turokana, trained him. He stayed in our house in South Sea. We trained him and sent him back uh, to Turokana. That was the first pastor ever of RCCG in Turokana. Before he passed on, and later he passed on, the wife now is pastoring the church called Next Level. That was where we worshipped on the Sunday to encourage her because she's building a church which is almost completed now. On that Sunday, as I was speaking to the people, there were some government officials, our members, the church was packed. In the midst of what I was saying, the Lord spoke to me and said, stop. Tell the women leaders that have come with you from Nairobi that they are going to plant a church in Turukana called Kingdom Gems Church. And that church is not going to be a rented place. They are going to buy a property and build it. I stopped. Of course, I know how God speaks to me. In the midst of my sermon, I stopped. And I called the leaders. And the leader is Mrs. Kimani. Can you stand? She was with us. We were all in that meeting. If you were in that meeting, can you stand? If you were in that meeting that Sunday, can I see some of you? Excellent. Wonderful. God bless you. Please be seated. 
So I gave that commission that we are going to do this because I know this is God speaking. Immediately we came to Nairobi, we began. Thank God they did not debate, they didn't argue with me. They said, if this is what God said we do it, but how we don't know. I said, this is the way. So we came here, we challenged you, and we raised little money, very little money, to go and buy a plot of land. The plan was to buy a plot of land, build a church there, call it Kingdom Gems, to the credit of the women of RCCG Solution Center, put a pastor there, and we were very specific that we will go to a community that has never, never had a church. Because while we were now in Turokana, on the last day of the meeting, before that Sunday, the Lord visited me at night in my dream and showed me communities where there are no churches and the Lord handed them over to me in the dream and said, I can trust you, I can trust you. And I saw communities without any single church. I woke up. I shared it with them in the meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, we contributed a peanut. I think it was 200,000. 260,000 was what the women contributed. What can that buy? We were targeting one small plot of land. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a God this year. You don't need to save money to own. You are not hearing me. The good news I am delivering to you is that we saved 260,000 to buy a plot of land and we ended up buying a headquarter of Redeem, 23 acres. 23 acres, 23 acres. 23 acres of land. 23 acres of land. Is that all you can do for Jehovah? And let me tell you, so that you appreciate God more. We did not buy 23 acres of land for 23 million. We saved 260,000 to buy a plot of land and we spent 200,000 to buy 23 acres. <laughs> you may be seated. There is a God of restoration. So many years ago, we struggled and we bought 50 acres of land in Turukana. I had been there. I took a group of people. We went there. It's a prime place next to a university. We were looking forward to using it to build a center that we changed the entire Turukana, 50 acres. But in 2010, when the church was administratively divided, we handed over that 50 acres to RCCG Region 1. We took the title deed, handed it over to them. It was not easy. We came back to God and spoke to God. And few days ago, for us to have purchased 23 acres at 200,000, 
this is the God of restoration. And, and I, am, I am very sure and confident that it will not be long. God will dash us 100 acres. So, what is happening now is that at least that 23 acres, soon, I'm sure that you know him, that kind of story makes his day. When the news came to him, come and see what he, he wrote. Wow! He said, this is juicy news. And I knew that soon he will leave for Turkana. That one I know. Because soon we are going to build a center there. Solution center. Uh, um, uh, Kingdom Gems camp. Where our pastors in Turkana will be having their retreats. Having their trainings. Having their schools. And having all kinds of things. There is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. I want to encourage you. If you are a woman in this church. Rise up and build with us. These kind of stories tell you something. God does not require your bank account and your savings to do something for you. I ask that he do mathematics because he's a mathematician. He can even do mathematics when he's sleeping. I said, tell me one acre amounts to what? If 23 was bought at 200,000. He told me the mathematics. I said, this is not... This was the God who came to me in the dream in Philadelphia. The God who saw we must have to go to Turkana. The God that intercepted the service on Sunday and said, release a word. That land, 23 acres, has been tied somewhere, waiting for solution people, for kingdom gems. But God required our obedience to step in and possess our possessions. My prayer for you this year that every single word and prophecy that will be coming from this altar, even if it doesn't make sense, you will be thundering amen. You will be thundering amen. You will be claiming it. You will be receiving it. Even if it doesn't make sense. There is a God that performs his promises. So in that same strength, God is challenging us and encouraging us to reach out to our neighborhood and you saw what we did last Sunday with the children that came from Kibera. They came, I was told they were like 470 something, although it was hard for these people to count them very well because they said they were all over the place, up, down. We had targeted 500. When we thought we are doing very well, I had an impression in my spirit. This one, I won't tell you, it's not God. God did not come to the dream. God did not uh, call me on telephone. He didn't WhatsApp me. It is just an impression in my heart that this is possible, this is doable. And I say to daddy, we can have these Kibera children every Sunday, 1,000 of them. When you add them to our own children, and they mingle and they do their services, in the future, we can have children's choir, 500, 700. Yes, these children are so talented. I am telling you, these children are so talented. We need to use their talent at the right time for God before they use it for the devil. Don't ask me where the food we come from. It's none of our business. Our business is to do what God has asked us to do as a church. The God that provided 23 acres knows what to do. He's still the God of John chapter 6. So, 
we are in the process of logistics to see what to do uh, together with daddy's office to see what to do to make sure and I'm telling you you will just come to church and discover that we have done what we said we will do that is the way God operates in this place so join us in this vision when we call on you one of the ways we will want you to help us those of you that normally come for thanksgiving baby dedication marriages uh, you have bought houses and stuff like that every first Sunday of the month please when you are coming I know we used to challenge you uh, that some of you used to come without anything you just walk out do thanksgiving without anything so you changed and we are so grateful that the word of God is really bringing transformation and you are seeing the results and this transformation is encouraging us to preach more and to teach more we now begin to see you when you are coming for thanksgiving you come with all kinds of things we will like you please as you keep on doing those things whether it's in cash whether it's in kindness please let's restrict if you are buying flowers if you are buying unga flour please rather than buy maize flour buy rice that will help us to help these children to reduce our expenditure when our vision matures of course in march thanksgiving they will be here but after march thanksgiving now to continue continuity we will really need the food bank that we talked about maize flour will not help us a great deal we have a lot of maize flowers i'm talking to you we have about 198 packets that are out there please when you are going help us to buy one at a very discounted rate the reason is because these are offerings that are brought to god for the furtherance of the kingdom so we need to translate them into money and use it now to continue evangelism by buying rice and buying the things that are convenient for us to cook so please if you are giving donation towards the food bank we will appreciate rice we will not appreciate mess flour but for today all the mess flour that have come through the offerings are out there for purchase at a very discounted rate help us even if you don't eat maize flour buy bless somebody just to make us remove these things translate them into money and use them to do outreach we will really really appreciate it if you can help us to make sure that you buy everything out there so that we can translate them into cash then those of you that give us drinks for the children we will prefer quencha quencha that is cheaper that can you can use soda is quite expensive if you want to buy them then you need to buy so many crates otherwise when you bring soda mix them with quencha these children will want soda they don't want the other one then it looks like we are doing discrimination so we want to have uniformity to let them know that every child matters and that we are not doing discrimination so we can make it cheaper keep it cheaper they have more of those in our in our custody so please we will be giving you updates when we put the structures ready we shall be giving you update at this time we want to uh, commission workers and for the benefit of those of you who may be wondering who are workers in this church we love to train leaders we are passionate about leadership and in Matthew chapter 20 from verse 1 to 13 Matthew 21 to 13 Jesus talks about his vineyard the vineyard of his father and laborers that are sent to those to those vineyards 
and people were hired at different times. But there is a particular uh, uh, verse I want us to read. If the media can give me verse 5. Matthew chapter 21 to 13, but verse 5 specifically. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. Verse 6. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle. And said unto them, why stand ye here all the day idle? Verse 7. They say unto him, because no man has hired us. No man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatever is right, that shall ye receive. Jesus came to the, vine, uh, to the marketplace, just like coming to the church, and he saw some people that are idle in the midst of work. That work is killing some people in the church, and others are idle. And I love what he asked them. He asked them, why are you idle? Imagine, I can imagine Jesus coming to the church today, seeing all of us seated, and some people are overlaboring themselves. They don't sleep. They don't rest. Every now and then we are calling them, do this, do this. We need this. And inside that same territory, some are idle. So Jesus is asking us this morning, why are you idle? But I love the, the response they gave. They said, nobody has hired us. In other words, they were not idle just because they wanted to be idle. They were waiting for opportunity to serve God. They were waiting for opportunity to do something. Quickly, Jesus said, then I hire you. I hire you. That is our style and our system in this church. Once we, you come in, we hire you. God is still hiring people. You cannot be idle where God is hiring people. So what do, how do we hire? We create systems for you to function. And one of the systems we create is what we call in ROCCG worldwide, workers, workers training. You do believers class, you finish, you come to workers meeting, you finish. Immediately you finish, we hire you. And you know the greatest, the greatest, the good news about this hiring. God is your employer. And he pays and he pays well. I'm telling you, just finish reading that scripture. He pays and he pays well. Even the people he hired late, he paid them. You cannot be in this kind of church where we are talking about bringing 1,000 children to add to our own 200 children. How to build something for them. And you are sitting idle. This morning, I've pleaded with workers. Please sign up to be in the children's department. I was pleading with them. I said, I started with children's club in this country, in our house in South Sea, teaching children. Little did I know that God will use it as part of the platforms to raise RCCG in Kenya. Some of you are gifted with children's department. You can't sit idle. And Jesus is busy hiring people. So today, there are people that have been trained and Jesus wants to hire them. They have completed the workers in training and we have put them in departments. So we want to formally commission them as I invite Dr. Mugane, who is their teacher, to call them out. So when they call you, you come, you go on your knees,
And please, when you kneel, after you've kneeled, the church will stand. It's normally a solemn moment for us. Jesus is hiring you and is a good employer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Amen. So it's my joy to present to us the 17 brethren who have completed their work as in training. So I'll be calling their names as they come to the front. Alice and Jokijans, applaud them and appreciate God for them. Andrew Muniafu. Their department, their department. Oh, Charles Njoki, security, de security department. Andrew Muniafu, statistics and believers class. Charles Ocheng, protocol. Charles Wangila Masinde, outreach. Silas Cherop, protocol. Dennis Mumo Mutemi, choir. Edith, Edith Mbalaga, choir. Esther Ocheng, choir. Faith Mumbe Muli, outreach. Gladys Ambuka, outreach. Levia Magani, choir. Mary Gasheri, intercessory. Masli Chege, outreach. Otiato Amindo Rosalie, children's department. Ros Kavuda, choir. Stella Gaki, out, uh, security. And Justice, Justice Wangia, outreach department. Is that all you can do for laborers? Hallelujah. Amen. Forever we are grateful to the leadership of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pastor E.A. Adeboye and the, our mommy in Israel, Mommy Gio, for the liberty we have in RCCG to serve God. We must never take this for granted. It's not like this in some other churches. I got a call from BBC Africa last week, and they wanted to interview me for something. So their staff came here a few days ago to interview me. And what the question was, why is it that churches are not allowing women to have an expression to serve? That women are getting frustrated, women are getting dejected, and to the extent that according to them, their research, women are actually leaving the church. Because they say Christianity does not appreciate them, and Christianity does not welcome them to serve. And they came to ask me. They said, when we were doing research, we were told, if there is one woman that has an answer to that, it is Pastor Esther. So they came. And after speaking to the staff of the BBC Africa, I told her, I would like you to sit in our faith clinic on Wednesday. Because it was on Wednesday. I want you to hear what I have to teach. And she sat here. We recognized her in the faith clinic. And she sat and listened to the teaching on, on Wednesday. I said... If you belong to, R I, I say it and I say it anywhere I go, anywhere I preach in RCCG, 
I tell people, if you belong to RCCG and you die and go to heaven and you get there without any crown, without anything, they will give you some slap. I am telling you, they will first give you some discipline because you, were, you found yourself in the most privileged church. In RCCG, we don't have this story of not allowing women to serve. You have seen a woman that preached today. I asked her to preach today. Let me sit down and watch how she preaches. I've already graded. I will give her a result later. Yes. That's what I do for all of them. As I tell them to take the podium, I do a grading. And later I give them their results. Because we want to see people come up. So you can't sit here doing nothing. You can't sit in this church and you are idle. So these are the people that God has hired. If you wouldn't mind, if you're grateful... Shall we be upstanding? I want to welcome you officially to the Redeemed Christian Church of God globally. In RCCG, we have no boundaries. There is nothing like I'm in this region so I cannot worship there. There is nothing like I am in America. Anywhere you are from today, we are giving you the authority and the power. If you get to America, to Australia, to Europe, to anywhere, automatically all you need from us is a letter. You continue serving. You continue serving. That is the power we are giving you today. Now, by the time we lay hands on you and pray for you and commission you, it will become the story of Saul who departed from Samuel and the, the Bible says the Lord turned him into another man. You can't live your life the same. You can't. The reason why you are standing before this congregation is that they become credible witnesses. You can't live your life the same again. If you used to be quarrelsome, you cannot go fighting everybody after today. If you used to steal, from today, you look and pass. And the reason why we don't graduate some of you is that when we discover that some of you have stolen somebody's husband, we don't allow you to graduate. So all the people you have seen here, they have not stolen anybody's spouse. And if they have done and we are not aware, please raise up your hand. And we will tell them to step aside. So please go down on your knees. And whatever you need for your service to be acceptable before God, for your service to impact your generation. For you to be a blessing to humanity. That God will not look at you and regret ever laying hands on you. This is your moment to receive it. So I am going to pray one, one, one general prayer for all of you. Then I will just commission you in order to save our time. Please stretch your hands towards them. <clears throat> and so our Father and our God, we thank you for the kingdom business. We thank you that it started and it has not ended in our time. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are still going around hiring people. You are still going around asking people, why are you idle when my father's business is suffering? Look at these ones. They have said, hire us. And you have graciously hired them. And you have put them in various departments to serve you on this earth. Father, as we lay our hands upon them, as the church prays for them, we pray that you will transfer to them grace. We transfer to them power. 
you transfer into them the favor of God that makes us to do things faster than usual. We pray that the wisdom of God will come upon you. As Paul laid hands on Timothy and told him to flame, to, to rekindle the flame in him. I pray that as we put hands on you, that which has been dead, that thing which has been locked up in you, by the laying of hands, there shall be manifestation. You will go and change your world. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Why give us a solemn song as their teacher holds the mic for me? We commission you into the workforce of the Redeemed Christian Church of God globally in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. We hereby commission you into the workforce of the Redeemed Christian Church of God globally in the name of the Lord, in the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, in the name of God the Holy Spirit. We commission you into the workforce of the Redeemed Christian Church of God globally. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We hereby commission you into the workforce of our CCG worldwide. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. We hereby commission you into the workforce of our CCG worldwide. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We hereby commission you into the workforce of our CCG Holy Spirit. We have commissioned into the workforce of RCCG globally. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. We have commissioned you to the workforce of the Holy RCCG worldwide. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We have commissioned you into the workforce of RCCG worldwide. Callings, and we declare that you will not fail, you will not fall, 
and from today the enemy has lost ground over your lives go and serve your generation in Jesus mighty name we have prayed church give them a round of applause congratulations 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 you can stand now to have your certificate congratulations Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. church you can have your seat so Alice and Joki please come receive your certificate Andrew Muniafu Next is Charles Ocheng. Charles Nangeli, you follow. Cherob Silas. Dennis Momo. Edith Nabalaga. Faith Muli Faith Muli Gladys Ambuka Gani Flavia Mary Gacheru Masi Chege Otiato Rosling Stella Gaki and lastly Justice Wangia. Let's appreciate the teacher. What more do 
more than PhD. That's a kingdom certificate. God bless you. You may be seated. Let's receive our titles. If you came to church with your tithe, please come forward. Titles, titles. If you came or you paid it in the course of the week, you are welcome. And thank you for being obedient. When Minister Charity was talking and she talked about all the tithes, the Jebusites, Canaanites, Hittites, I, I just laughed and said, the only way to, for God to deliver you from them is to pay tight. When you pay tight, God delivers you from all the Hittites and the Jebusites and all those other tights. So maybe that's why God tells us to pay tight. So that those ones will not make our lives miserable. Those of you that want to pay tight using M-Pesa, you can use the M-Pesa if you want to pay online. You can go to our website. Or you want to pay with a swiping machine. There is also a swiping machine for you to pay tight. your tithes to the Lord is the God that sees and understands and it's because of this tithe we have reached to where we have reached today as a church. God will not remain, uh, uh, God will not leave you at the spot where you are today. As the church is making progress, you will also make progress. As the kingdom is advancing, you will also advance. As the kingdom is enlarging, you will also enlarge. As the kingdom is gaining momentum and gaining grounds, you shall recover every lost ground. Father, we thank you for the tithes of your children. We thank you for the grace to be obedient to the scriptures. We thank you that when it doesn't make sense, we have learned just to follow you. Thank you so much that through this little obedience, you have helped us tremendously. Thank you for your children that recognize that you are the source of their strength. You are the source of their living. You are the source of their peace. You are the source of their health. As they have brought tithe into the house of the Lord, we pray that from heaven you shall rebuke the devourers on their behalf. We pray that the scripture shall be fulfilled, that you will open the windows of heaven and that you will pour such a blessing unto them that there will not be enough room to contain it. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that these ones will not remain on the spot where they are today. By disobedience, make them to move forward and let them progress in every aspect of their lives. And now, what money cannot do for them, do it yourself, oh God. And be their exceeding great reward. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you so much and God bless you. understand that someone has lost um, his uh, is it here huh? um, credit card telecom scratch cards um, yeah those two so if um, you are the person then they first ask if uh, you have seen something like um, a credit card or telecom scratch cards um, 
return it back to give it to the ushers and the ushers will um, send it to where the owner will collect them. Then, if you are the person that lost that thing, please uh, see our security people and mark the place where you are seated. Uh, if somebody picked it, we'll catch that person through the uh, the Wazungu uh, wonder. Eh? It's not witchcraft. So, but wherever you are, um, where you are seated, just mark it and then see the security people. Okay, I understand that. I've been fine. You should have. Um... Oh, okay. So it is whoever has lost um, the credit card and what I have said, then you meet uh, Dickness Joyce and collect them. Now, we know that when we come to church, uh, some children of the devil that are unrepentant also join us in the worship so they can always from time to time desire to steal. Uh, whenever they steal, just report quickly before they cross the gate. We'll have arrested them. Amen. Amen. Now today is um, uh, 9th of February and um, there are some people who are worshipping God with us for the very first time. This is your first Sunday in this place. And we normally ask God to bring you and when he does, we pray and commit you into his hands. But uh, I will also say, announce to us, those of us who are not yet um, making use of the open heaven devotional by the general overseer, I think we have the last batch of 25 copies. So you can rush and get them before they're finished. Okay, they have not given announcement. Time has really run. Okay, please do the announcement very quickly. So that we close. Welcome. This is Solution Family Media. In our today's announcements, if you believe the word and live for Jesus at some point, the devil will fight back. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 verse 29, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. In this walk of faith, brethren, they are types and kinds of forces we have to contend with. February 15, 2020, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., is our Take the Bull by the Horns prayer program. It's happening right here at RCCG Solution Center. This is a perfect opportunity to deal with the types and kinds in our lives. Our victory is guaranteed in Christ Jesus. See you there. The next Workers in Training is scheduled to start in February. Those who have completed Believer's class and wish to join to pick registration forms from the church reception. The nation of Somalia has suffered war for over three decades. What could be the root cause of this problem? Could it be how they handled their founding fathers? The reason we do have this spilt is 
I did well to take Somalia, conquer Somalia by force. Find out details of this in the latest book authored by Pastor Prince Obasike, titled The Power of Sacrifice. He has told us this is why we are where we are. Get your copy today at RCCG Solution Center reception or contact Sister Charity Mavisi on the following number 0716-198-588. God bless you. center along Bagadi Way was featured among the churches in Kenya with a special breastfeeding rooms for nursing mothers. This was done by the African News Magazine article titled Mummy Tells. We thank God for this milestone. God bless you. Yeah. Oh, okay, solution. It's not yet one o'clock. Okay, solution news about one o'clock. Praise God. All right, if today is your first Sunday that you are worshiping in Solution Center, can I see your hand? This is your first Sunday that you are here. Very first Sunday, praise the Lord. Wherever you are, praise God. Please come forward. We want to pray for you. We ask God to bring us visitors who we worship Him today with us, and He brought you. So we know God has something to do. We want to pray for you. Please come. Come forward for our prayers.
we are thankful to our God who brought you. Thank you. Thank you. And please feel free and come again and again. You are on a journey to heaven. That's part of what the lyrics of the song that the choir um, has read of surrender says. We are on a journey to heaven and we are seeking for souls that will join us to make it to heaven when Jesus comes. We don't know when he will come, but we know he is coming. He is coming. The Bible says so. And because other things that the Bible records for us are being seen today happening in our lives, in our midst, we know that Jesus is coming as it is recorded in the Bible. So thank you very much. We will pray for you and then we'll sing a song that reminds us of that event that is coming one day. We sing it once and then they will take you to where they will welcome you on our behalf and share you a little bit of our hospitality. This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Solution Center is a regional headquarter for the Eastern Africa region too. So, Karibu Tena, eh? and the Lord bless you. Church, shall we be upstanding? Stretch forth your hands towards them. And pray for them. God knows each and every one of them. He knows the families they've come from. God is aware of everything in their lives and around them because God enabled them to step into Solution Center today. Pray that the Almighty God will give them solution in every area of their lives that they are seeking for the answer from the heavens, even from the Most High God. Pray that the Lord God will bless them the more. He will touch their lives the more. He will give them breakthroughs, something that will remember this day for. Let God do it for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Ancient of days, our Father. We thank you and thank you and thank you. From the depth of my heart, on behalf of your children, we say thank you for bringing us these ones who join us to worship you for the very first Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you for your consistency in responding to our heart cry, to our prayers. That every Sunday we gather, you bring us new people that join to worship you. Thank you, Father. As a church, we have prayed. And in one accord, I declare my heavenly Father. Reach out to each and every one of them. If there be anyone that is not yet in Christ, I pray before such person leaves this arena. Let there be peace made between you and the individual. Let there be repentance. Let there be, oh God, the embrace of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They came from families. You know the things that bother them. We speak with one voice. The God of heaven respond to you in all your areas of need and give you solution in every area that you need God's solution in your lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have joined us to worship the living and the true God today. We declare that it is well with you and it shall be well with you. The God of heaven will do something remarkable that you will remember this day always for. And give him glory for it. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. And amen. We'll sing that song once and then they will welcome you where they will take you to. Let's go. He's coming back again. Jesus, Jesus is coming back again. He went away and promised that he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Jesus is coming back again. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. He's coming back again. Let's go. He's coming back again. Jesus is coming back again. He went away and promised that he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Jesus is coming back again. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. He's coming back again. The Lord God our Father, the met the one who made the heavens and the earth, the one who has continued to make manifest his love towards each and every one of us, be with you all through this week in the name of Jesus Christ. The strength of Israel that never fails, let him respond to you in all areas of your needs. May the Lord cause you to enjoy his favor. May his grace abound in your life. May he create in your heart a special love for him. May you seek to honor and to glorify him in all your undertakings this week. I declare that it is well with you and it shall be well with you. It is well with your family and it shall be well with your family. You are going out and your coming in is blessed. Everything put together against you by the word of faith. I pronounce them null and void and of no effect in the name of Jesus Christ. The strength of Israel will never fail. May we honor him. May we all delight in him and please him all this week. All the days of this week. May we be his genuine ambassadors. And may the Lord be gladdened because of you and because of me. May we make him glad. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely... God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. See you on Wednesday, 